and welcome to episode 17 of the on a family base podcast my name is jake i'm dallas and i'm ben there we go and i've uh, gotten we got a new order because the uh dan's not here so um but again the yeah we're not used to it it's brand new so this is uh the baseball podcast where we take a trip around the bases talk about what's been going on and we actually have something to talk about we have actual games that matter so this past weekend was opening weekend and uh to guys catching games either on tv or in person yeah, I was just uh. Oh, Ben. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no forget it. I need Lucy to fix this one. <laughs> All right, Ben. Why don't you go? I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. I went to uh, Cubs opening day, so I got to see them play the Brewers. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a crappy weather, um, which is why I don't. I don't see why they don't try to get like the teams above the Mason Dixon to play the teams south of the Mason Dixon, you know, just for the, uh, for the weather aspect, but you know, Cubs won and, and that's the most important thing. So yeah, that was great. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll go into it a little bit more later, but yeah. So I saw opening day and then I watched, um, the Rockies Dodgers, the second game of their series. And then I caught some bits and pieces of other games, but nothing, Nothing too too crazy because we a uh, busy weekend. So, yeah. How about you, Dell? Did you uh, watch anything? I'm glad you asked. I actually played in something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Since you're laughing so funny, it's called the show, and uh, me too. Hit a couple home runs, so it's no big deal. Nice. But uh, read them and weep. Now I watched a little bit of the encore uh, a couple of them on Saturday. Um, I uh, saw a little bit of opening day because I knew Benny was there, but it was well, only in passing. Um, I, I had drilled this weekend, so uh, I was busy for day games and stuff. So yeah, but nonetheless, excited baseball's back. Love yes, sir. It. Yeah, um, I was actually, as you guys know, I was in Tor- Toronto on opening day. That was. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was technically in Toronto, and then I was driving back to uh, Chicago on the weekend. So I, because I couldn't watch any, because you know what? Let me let me air out some grievances right now. Airbnbs having no having no cable. I'm like, bro, what am I? What's going their on? Game up. What are we yeah. paying for? Yeah. Right. What's what's the deal? Where's you the beef? Anyway, so what I did was I got a free trial of the MLB uh, TV. So I got I got to watch opening day for the Cubs um, on my phone. Nice. But uh, I got to watch that. Um, my mother-in-law has Apple TV Plus, so I got to watch Friday Night Baseball. That's what's up. With which we'll talk about Apple TV Plus. Um, I watched uh, a couple games as well uh, since I was in Toronto. I made sure to check in and see how Toronto was doing. 
And I was supposed to be at Toronto, the Blue Jays opening day Friday night. But I've, I have a six-year-old and their game started at, at 8 p.m. Mm. So, no go. Yeah, and, but we'll get into that in a second. So, but yeah, so the opening weekend was fun. But did you guys watch anything else besides opening weekend? Did you guys watching any TV or anything like that? I know Ben, you said it was a busy weekend. Did you get to watch anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, I've been watching a documentary on uh, Amazon, so yeah. that's been pretty cool. But beyond that, yeah, I haven't really had time to sit and do much. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you, Dale? Benny, what was that watching? Uh, you know, Teletubbies. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. an obvious. That's a given. Um, yeah, Taxi Cab Confessions. I like that. Yeah. And Mona Lisa Smile. Mona Lisa Smile. Backdoor Patrol uh, 4. <laughs> um, so what? Oh, actually, I watched something called Level 16 on Netflix. It's... um. Oh, yeah. Is that movie about the elevator? You've been trying to get us to watch for two years? No. All right, first off, that's called The Platform. <laughs> and an amazing... Reflection and social commentary. You should watch Snowpiercer. It's better. <clears throat> yeah, Ryan Reynolds yeah, right. is in it. It's great. No. I'm out. I'm out. All right. He's, he's not in it, but it is. Yeah. It is a good movie. The platform. Uh, Level sixteen was a. It's a suspense thriller. Um, hmm. Not gonna get into it. All right. Watch, watch All right. the trailer. No, Jake, I watched. Uh, I watched that movie called The Bubble. Too, I forgot that. I oh, how was that? Cool. Viz on Sunday. It's funny, but it's weird, man. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain without like giving away stuff. But it's mm-hmm. uh, it's really funny, and then there's a lot of cameos, and, and it's good. Okay. You guys check it out. It's only two hours, so is that's the one about making a movie? Yeah, while in the bubble during COVID. Okay. Cool. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that would be fun to check out. I. Uh... I got to watch this documentary on Netflix about a crypto, this this Canadian crypto king who at the age of like 25 mysteriously died. So hmm. that was my fun, hmm. watching a mysterious death um, and people, lo- people losing a lot of money. So anyway, let's uh, move to the... Act, the actual topic of the podcast, and that's baseball. And since we're all Cubs fans, why don't we always uh, start off with the Cubs, uh, the recap from the week. In this case, the recap of the Cubs winning weekend. So the Cubs were scheduled to play four games, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Friday game was postponed due to rain. The first game uh, that Ben got to go see, the Cubs won 5-4. Saturday, they won 9 to nothing, And then in game the game 4, Sunday, they lost 5-4. Uh, so that was a pretty good opening weekend. I'll take it. Anytime you take two out of three, you know, you're... 
You're going to win more against who we all suspect is going to win the central or compete with the Cardinals. Yeah. So, I mean, except for me, but the rest of you. I mean, Ben's guess was that the Cubs would win 97. Dude, 90, 95 more wins. You're going to tell me we can't do that? (laughs) They're almost. (laughs) Yeah. 158 games left. We can't win 95 of those. Come on. (laughs) I mean, Uh, I mean, historically speaking. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll de- we'll definitely see if they can win ninety five more. We'll revisit but, this uh, in time. What, what, what was that, Ben? I said we'll revisit this in time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure that prediction will be talked about uh, monthly. If pretty much if every that. week. Yeah. 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 So, uh, one piece of big news, because we are recording on Monday, uh, pitcher Keegan Thompson was suspended for three games, and and the manager, Dave Ross, was suspended for one game, and that was because Keegan Thompson uh, allegedly, I think it's pretty obvious he did on purpose, he threw and hit Andrew McCutcheon. And then his suspension is for that, and Dave Ross is for his uh, activity after, in the scuffle afterwards on the field. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Yeah. So, uh, I don't have this number offhand. Let me see if I can look it up. But, uh, Ben, if you can remember, do you, do you have any contacts for this possible? Why? Why would the Cubs throw at well, the Brewers? The Brewers threw at three Cubs this weekend. I know they hit Contreras twice, and I think they hit somebody else. Um, so I think the idea was just like you throw at our guys, we're going to throw at your guy kind of deal. Um, you know, baseball's Obviously. baseball's Not- wonky with their uh, unwritten rules. You know, the whole thing. So like. You know, McCutcheon, I don't think he was even necessarily mad that he got thrown at. I think he was mad that Keegan first threw some pitches that were balls. Like, he wasn't going to, you know, if you're going to throw at a guy, you throw at him right away. Start the at bat. <laughs> so you don't get him, you don't let him, yeah, you don't let him get settled in the, uh, in the, in the at bat, especially when you know what you're going to do. So, like, he threw some pitches and then started throwing at him. And that's what I think McCutcheon was most mad at. But, like, Contreras has been hit 15 times or something like that by Brewers <laughs> pitchers over, yeah. over his career. So it's like, you know, and I, I kind of like that the Cubs are, are sticking up for themselves, especially early in the year. It kind of sets the tone for the whole season. You're not going to let people, you know, throw at your guys and let them you know, push you around or whatever. Um, especially a team that's supposed to be like, like Dallas said, you know, the front runner for the division and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like retaliatory, you know, you threw at our guy, we're going to throw at your guy, um, kind of deal. And that's just basically, you know, what, what set it off. And then like, I I don't know, it was exciting because we had been drinking by that point, by the time I saw the replay (laughs) of the people running out of the dugouts at each other or like not even running, just slowly walking towards the first baseline. Yeah. I, I, my, my last thing I'm going to say is I would just hate to be a bullpen guy who has to run like 500 feet to just stand there because there isn't a fight, but you also have to stick up for your boys, you know? So it's like, you're yeah. going to run in, but 
you don't want to because you know that's not an actual fight. Like when Amir Garrett ran at the Pirates' entire dugout, like fine, you run out of the bullpen, you start swinging, like because stuff's going down. But when there's guys just arguing with each other, it's like, okay, why do I have to jog my fat ass all the way, all the way out there for nothing? So. That's it. But yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was uh, you know, like I said, I like it. It's a good way to set the tone for the season. I think that you're not going to get uh, bullied around by anybody. So you like it? You like the uh, back and forth hidden people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially if they're going to continue. Like Contreras is supposed to be our best player at this point, right? Like you can't just throw out our guy and not expect anything to happen. And I think that's what Jason Hayward was so mad at, too, because he was, like, the main guy, the main Cubs dude that ran all the way yeah. out from center, and he was just, like, sticking up. Not having No, but, yeah, so. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I have a different take on it. I, I understand throwing at guys for sure. Uh, the one thing I would say is Andrew McCutcheon did come out and say he knew he was going to be thrown at. Everyone knew. But the problem I have is that it became such a big deal when he was hit. In, now, I mean this in the nicest way. He was hit like in the one spot that's like okay to hit someone. Hit like, in the ass hit, or like the thigh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hit him in the butt. Like... Yeah. Dude, like, it's not at your face. It's not at your knees or your ankles. Like, but like you know how Alonzo got okay. hit? He got hit up in the shoulder and that thing ricocheted off his seat, right. seat guard. Jeez. You know, it wasn't that. Like, I would take a fastball. I mean, look, realistically, I don't want to get hit by right. a fastball <laughs> over, like, 60. I mean, so that that's, hurts. yeah. So, like, you know, I'm good. You can not hit me in the ass. You can not hit me anywhere. I'll just <laughs> take a walk. Like, just walk me and be mad at me instead right. of hitting me. All right. But, you know, at the same time, yeah, I mean, the Cubs were right in hitting him in the tuchus instead of the, the ear hole. Yeah. Tuchus. Yeah, I mean, Fr- uh, Francisco Lindor got hit, in the va- got hit in the face this weekend. Like, it wasn't that serious. Like, just take your base. Like, yeah. you're okay. <laughs> but I understand. I knew it, so. Take your base, so, sweetheart. But- but that's not even one of the main things that came out because Hold on, that real news quick, came real out. Quick, sorry, sorry. We yeah. might have breaking news. I think Harper might need Tommy John. He got hurt. He was in the outfield that pinching thing. his elbow real bad. Ooh. Yeah. Really? And they just took him out. Yeah. I just saw wow. it on Twitter. But anyways, um, yeah, what were you saying? Dude, well, because that sucks. I mean, that didn't somebody pick Harper yep. to win MVP? <laughs> Well, it was it Dan. Uh, Dan. Dan picked it and then booked it so we, we couldn't give him a hard time. Classic Dan. Classic Dan move. The, the animal, come on. Um, I Listen to us. Yeah, but I mean, how about Ben? Why don't you look that up on Twitter as yeah, we keep going? Some breaking news. So, uh, you know, again, from this weekend, the Keek and Thompson uh, suspension and the Kerfuffle, if you will, that ensued afterwards was not even the big story that came out or a big story that happened. So, why don't we just get it out the way? The first thing is uh, Seo Suzuki made his uh, debut for the Cubs starting in right field. Now, in his uh, three games for the Cubs, 
he went three for eight, six RBIs, one home run. That was a bomb. And then he also wow. had four walks. So His plate discipline was unmatched. Really, though. I, I mean, say that sounding like a joke, but it was fantastic. What was, I mean, what was the stat? 26 balls were thrown um, and called accurate, or like two weren't called accurately or something. And then one that he swung at was, uh, I don't know, it was just some crazy. Did you guys see that? You sent it. I I've not, but Any? but all I know is that in Suzuki's first at bat against the reigning Cy Young winner Corbin Blue, uh, Corbin Burns, he walked on a full count, mm. which again for someone making their debut first at bat, it was really great to see him just not be too excited and you know strike out whatever. Right. So when Hesu and I were at the game. Um, a couple things I noticed. One, Jake, I just sent you the tweet that I saw. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out about Hartford. But yeah. when I was yeah. at the game, um, a couple things I noticed. One, no Brewers player got booed harder or longer than Christian Yelich, even though he's terrible. <laughs> he's been terrible the last two years. He's yeah. bad now. He's still bad. But um, just sustained booze his entire at-bat. So I love that. That was great. Mm. That's number one. Number two. Love that. When Suzuki came up, I had to, like, Hesu and I were, so it's like empty seat, empty seat, and then our two seats, and then right on the uh, stairway, right? So I would get up and stand in the stairway and just watch his at bat, like, and trying to, like, isolate myself, you know? So he draws the walk, and then he gets a hit, and I was just like, man, this is great. This is great. It, it was almost as exciting when, I, when Kosuke came up. Yeah, his first game was against the Brewers, off Gagne. So Gagne had just gotten to Milwaukee, and it was this whole thing. And then Kosuke hits like a double in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game, or something like that. It was nuts. But I was like, "This is like making his. This is he's going to be a Cubs hero, Cubs legend after this." Yeah, and uh, yeah, Suzuki's had a really nice weekend. We'll see, you know, how it goes over time because you know how pitchers will have right. Um, film and, and books on Suzuki just like you know and so you hope Suzuki makes the adjustment and and learns to hit pitching uh at a continued pace but I mean it you got off to a hot start and I, I mean it was pretty good yeah so Dallas that's that I just found that stat. so says Suzuki was throwing 29 pitches outside of the zone he took 28 of them 26 of them were called balls Two of them were called strikes. His one chase, he hit an RBI single. Noted. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's what you would like to see. Out of any ball player, but this is going to be his rookie year in the league. And granted, he's so, not a true rookie, but this is his first time going, going up against MLB pitchers, and that's just a fantastic start, I'd say. So... As Cup fans, can we just get, you know, too excited and make a bold prediction rookie of the year? Oh. Yeah, Hands I down. mean, it, it's easy when he leads the, the team to a 97 win. <laughs> he gets leads, a lot of... Uh, leads and when he becomes team. manager. And, yeah. And pitching coach. Manager Not hitting coach, but pitching coach. 
That'd be fun. That'd be wild. They should have Otani do it. He can hit and he can pitch. The Angels are, are paying two extra people. You know, let him be the hitting coach and the pitching coach. <coughs> oh, my gosh. That's a take I have not heard. <laughs> All right, so also for the Cubs, uh, their pitching was actually not uh, bad. So game one, Hendricks. Five and five and one third innings, one earned run, three walks. He get he seven strikeouts, but the more important stat is he gave up zero home runs. Mm-hmm. On a day that it was really windy, blowing out the center. And that's big for Kyle Hendricks. He notoriously gives up a lot of home runs, especially in the first inning. He didn't against yeah. a decent lineup, not the best, but a decent lineup. Uh, so that was game one. So game two was again after the postponed game. Justin Steele, five innings pitch, four hits, no one runs, one walk, five Ks. And then there was a it was a complete game shutout. And uh, this really cool stat was the four pitchers who pitched for the Cubs that day, all four are homegrown players. Love that. Which is great for the future, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, again, Justin Steele, that game. And then the closer, or the, the end of the series, Marcus Stroman made his Wrigley debut. Five innings pitched, only two hits, one earned run. He gave up a home run. Uh, three walks, three strikeouts, but a pretty good first time pitching at Wrigley. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime, like, uh, I don't think he took the loss, right? Didn't we cough it up later? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a no decision is great because that means you kept your team in the game. And, I mean, five innings is basically what you expect the starter to give you nowadays. So, right. all yeah, all things considered, I mean, I would say pretty good debut. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Uh I would say I would say that, but I think you know as again as Cubs fans, as we look at just three games and we get really excited about it, and even as this is gonna air, there will be even a game on Tuesday and then a game Wednesday. So you may be hearing it before the game on Wednesday. Uh, that Ben apparently might be gone too. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what's up. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, maybe you'll listen to this before the game on Wednesday. But uh, it's a pretty good start against the reigning division champs. Pretty good. And like, and like you said, the the AL or the NL, one of the front runners for the Cy Young last year. Well, well, the the Cy Young winner, winner Burns, but yeah. then Woodruff as well was up there too, and then even their game three starter, Danny Peralta, is pretty good too. Yeah, so that's I mean Woodruff was terrible, game. but yeah, yeah, he was. He, I don't, I don't know if it was the cold or what, but he couldn't throw strikes, and he, it was, it was brutal. But I'll take it. I don't care. He could lose every game for the rest of the time. Wouldn't bother me any. Wow, yeah. that's that's some empathy right there. You know, until he's on the Cubs, then I want him to go thirty-two and zero on thirty-two starts. Right, right. 
So, Ben, are you, again, I'm going to come back to it every time we mention it, every time we, it's relevant, but are you segment 97 or do you think maybe less or more? I mean, at this point, they might never lose again. Um, wow. Wow. No, no. I mean, I, you know, 97, it, it, that's what I'm sticking with. I don't back down. You know, I, hmm. I might be wrong, but I'm going with it. That's, you know. This is America, baby. We don't we don't back down. These colors don't run. Hopefully, they don't bump themselves into a ten game losing streak right now. I mean, that would not Ends be chances. ideal. But... Yeah, that was uh, rough last year. Cubs uh, big losing streak. Let's let's hope that doesn't start. Pretty Absolutely. Soon. So, uh, but yeah, I'm. We're all calling it right now. Even just with three games, Seattle yeah, Suzuki rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, boom, write it up, boom, boom, book it, book it. All right, so the Cubs were not the only team to be playing this uh, opening weekend. So what I would like us to do is just to share a storyline that we liked this past week weekend. In, in baseball, I'll start off because, as I had mentioned, I was in Toronto for opening weekend, and uh, I just came back. But uh, get it, you again, traveled. I, You're cool. Get I mean, your passport I'm, filled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would not want to spend money on getting a new passport again. That was not no. fun. But uh, anyway, so I did go, I was in Toronto, but I, again, as I mentioned, I was supposed to go see uh, the game Friday, their opening opening night in Rogers Center in Toronto, but uh, Ben would have loved the first three and a half innings. The Rangers were beating the Blue Jays seven to nothing. Gang, gang. But the Blue Jays came back and won that game ten to eight. So suck it. It's all right, you know. You know every team loses. Um, the Rangers like, are gonna get theirs. Don't you worry. They're gonna lose a lot. Probably, but it's all right, man. Like I said, you don't back down. These colors don't run. Red, white, and blue. Cubs and Rangers. Notice a trend, my guy. <laughs> wow. I well, I did not, but thank you. There you go. So uh, the one again, that storyline of the Blue Jays. Um, I did not announce this on a podcast, but I, I swear this. There's a picture of me actually before opening day. Is that I? I did pick the Blue Jays to actually win the World Series this year. Ooh. Yeah. So taking two, three against Rangers, their <laughs> lineup looks stacked. They're hitting bombs. They're great pitching. Even if hitting their pitching's bombs. off, even if their pitching's off, they can score a lot of runs really fast. So the storyline I I picked up on was that my prediction of the Blue Jays winning it this year might actually come to pass. And as if you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing not only a Blue Jays hat I got there, but also Blue Jays sweatshirt. So, Blue I'm, Jays I'm underwear. I mean, not that far. Kong. Blue Jays thong. 
Jake, show him. Oh, here we Shake go. Let me get out my wheelchair and show you. Here you go. Bring the camera around. No, thank you. No, the best thing I noticed was Friday we went into Homewood uh, to start Dan's uh, weekend. Or maybe it was, I don't know, whatever day it was, Saturday. I don't know. But um, the way that the White Sox lost with Mm. Javi hitting that ball to the outfield and Pollock missing it by inches and then bouncing into his glove was perfect. It's a great way for the White Sox to lose. Um, Giolito got hurt, which for them isn't ideal. So now they have Lynn hurt, Giolito hurt. Um, Cease pitched well for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, White Sox, the the way that they lost on opening day was was hilariously perfect, and I hope <laughs> a trend that follows. Made Benny happy. That's also a game I watched live. So that yeah, that was that was fun. That was a good game. Um, but didn't yeah, I I did pick Dylan Ceased from the White Sox to win the Cy Young. So yeah, as long as that comes true, I don't care. There you go. So, All the rest go. of them can get injured. I don't care if they break their arms, get in a motorcycle accident. I'm not. I am not hoping they they break their arms. But like but, real bad splinters or paper cuts or something, you know? Yeah, at least on the throwing hands. Like right in the web of their finger on construction mm. paper. Oh, bro. That's Just the, the construction worst. paper, the deep, the thick paper, you know? That's how you get them. That's how you get them. Uh, <laughs> so you, you're saying in between your fingers? Oh, yeah. Right here? Construction oh. paper, web of the fingers. Boom. What? What's Yuck. a worse... What's the worst paper cut in between your fingers or on a knuckle? In between the fingers. For for whatever reason, the knuckle always stings. It always stings the most. Probably because you're bending it and like you're not letting it heal. You know what I mean? Like you're constantly moving it. So I would say I would still say web of the fingers is worse, but I don't also like paper cuts on my knuckles if that Helps. I don't think anyone does. Oh, there's people that do, Jake. <laughs> All you gotta do is oh. like Google. Right. Just Google paper cut, I'm, and I'm you're out. gonna you're gonna get some weird stuff. Those stickers. I am. I am not looking that. Up. <laughs> we don't suggest anybody else look that up either. No. Uh, my my one quick take is because I'm in a wheelchair, I have to use my hands pretty much a lot. Anytime I get cut my knuckle, it is it is horrendous trying to I'm like trying to wheel without squeeze it's like I'm like pushing with four fingers. It is very subjective. You, you gotta figure out a way of getting like an adaptable uh, like little piece on there. So when you do mm. cut your fingers, you can just you know virtually dri- or, you know drive it with one hand so you don't have to worry about you know, wheeling it. Billion dollar idea. That, you're welcome. I think that's called a power wheelchair, and those things are super expensive. Okay. And, well, and, and super heavy. They are really heavy. My old man was in one for a while, and I think when we were moving out of that house, it might have taken four or five of us to lift just the base, you know? <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. That's nuts, though. 
So, uh, so Ben noticing the White Sox losing mm-hmm. is line. So that, that's nice. <clears throat> Dallas, uh, is there something that stuck out from this weekend? Give the Cubs. Yeah, dude, that the Cubs won nine to nothing. Like I thought that was tremendous. Like it was just awesome. Seeing them win two out of three. Um, was... It would have been it would have been three out of four, but you know, Poseidon or Jeff, whatever whatever Greek god is in charge of the weather was like no. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's Kanchu. Would you just call me? <laughs> No, I said Kanchu, God of the Moon. But okay, that's who's in charge of weather. Yeah, why not? I didn't know Pikachu was in charge of the weather. All right, that's cool though. I mean, I mean, if we're saying Poseidon, whatever, <laughs> Poseidon. Pikachu could be there. All right, let me ask you this: This is not written down. This is not one of our topics, but I'm going for it. Do it, do it. Who, who's your starter, Pokemon? When you guys got Game Boy and you plugged it in for hey. the first time, who was your starter? Charmander. I- I, I definitely I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I I always went around. I never was stuck with just one. You were never okay. I, I think I was Squirtle because I definitely wouldn't go Bulbasaur. I think that was my first one was Squirtle, dude. Nobody does Bulbasaur, man. Nobody. <laughs> this little, little, little tentacle smack, just like pow, pow, dude. And I was just about to say that, like, that was pretty much that was the question. It's like, is it Charmander or Squirtle? Because yeah. nobody. Nobody messes with Venusaur. Dude, he it, looks cool though, right? He looks bulbous. Cool. I mean, what's Blastoise is, is the best looking third third generation? Whatever I don't know what they're called. You know what I mean? Let evolution me, uh, of yeah, evolution. Go ahead with the evolution stone or whatever, dude. <laughs> um, his most, at least from what I remember, man, this this is a throwback, but the like his two most powerful moves. One of them was like a super punch, and then the other was like the legit, like the graphics were just bubbles flying at the other guys. Like, what kind of <laughs> what bubbles? It's poison bubbles. Dude, do you guys that? remember Pokemon Snap? How great oh, of a yeah. game that was? No, no. You don't remember Pokemon, Pokemon Snap? Snap on 64, bro? You'd go mm. flying around this island in like a little car, like on a track, right? And a different Pokemon would pop up, and you have to just keep taking pictures. And you had like endless number of Pokeballs. So you keep launching them, right? And I remember in the first level, if you hit Charmeleon, right, into a volcano, he evolved into a Charizard, and he got the pictures of Charizard, bro. Sick. What? I don't know. Yeah. Dude, what is this game? Legit. I, I don't know how you don't remember. It was incredible. Yeah, dude. You legit, like, the whole game was literally you just taking pictures of Pokemon. Throwing, throwing endless, throwing endless <laughs> Pokeballs, and then, yeah, taking pictures of them. Taking pics of Pokemon. I, I mean, that, that was that's, the game. I'm going to say this is I pretty, don't. This is pre-internet, like, sh- streaming with other consoles and stuff. So, like, you would legit take pictures of the Pokemon and it'd be stored only to your console. You're not sharing that with anybody. You no. didn't have, a, like, a camera phone. To be <laughs> no, you had to wait till your friends came over so you could show them the photos you had saved. Yeah. And imagine how cool you felt when you got to be like, dude, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. I need to show you something. Look at this jiggly fire fires up to 64, <laughs> loads up the picks. It's like, yeah, this is it. Oh my gosh. Dude, then the, do you guys remember Pokemon Stadium? Is what it was called. Yes. That was a game where you yes. could actually battle 
like with your decks or or how uh, decks you know you know what i mean however it worked with your but, poke dude n- yeah, no poke. no Exp- explain it explain it more poke is, it, was it a poke deck pokeball poke poke deck poke deck sounds right and they come out yeah no i know but i'm saying like you would have yours and i would have mine and we would link up up on a, a set n64 and then we would play and we would take turns like alternating moves, oh. but it, I mean, the graphics were terrible, but they were mind blowing at the same time because you actually oh, got, were, like, it was off good. of the, uh, you know, Game Boy screen and onto the, like, pack. Yeah. the massive, yeah. The massive 24 inch tube TV you had. Dude. Yeah. Cause you're not, you're not going to use the family's TV, which was a oh. solid 32 inch. You're no. not using that one. Not 45, in, 45 inches thick. It's like that. Oh, dude! At least I, I did. You remember the ass on those old two TVs, Jake? We're getting way off script. But do you remember the ass on those old two TVs? They were like eighty pounds Huge. dead in the back. Huge. You had to have someone. You had to have two people just carry the back, just so yes. one person could hold the screen. Now, like, one person can carry a seventy-inch TV, just like dude, over like, their head. Like moving that—that that was probably the hardest. Like, that's why you would need to invite friends over to help yeah. you move. Yeah, it's just yeah. for the television set back then. And then, God yeah. forbid, you have a big screen. God forbid, you actually have fifty inches. Oof. Good luck. You had to hire a moving crew just to move your TV back in the oh, day. Oh, dude. Our, our cousins were big. Gosh. <laughs> that was one thing, dude. We never were short on movers. My family moved to 47 houses in Homewood alone. And yeah. we always had people helping. And I used to, I was just thinking about this the other day. I used to do everything I could to not help. Like hide behind boxes, or or <laughs> like boxes. come yeah, come up with games so that like Viviana and I could just run around the house while everyone else is carrying stuff. <laughs> Great. The levels I would take my laziness laziness to is unbelievable. Last side note, last little tangent. I was talking to Viviana about this the other day. I used to we used to have uh, chores on Friday, right? Like my mom would say, mm-hmm. get everything done Friday, bathrooms, vacuum, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would go through the hassle of plugging in the vacuum, just leaving <laughs> leaving the marks on the carpet to make it look like I vacuumed, but I didn't want to turn the vacuum on to physically vacuum. So I did everything but actually but, vacuum the floor. So you fake <laughs> vacuum. Yes. Yeah. Could just just turned it on. I could have. Yeah. But I chose not to. I chose. I thought it was a better plan to plug it in and then leave the wheel marks on the ground than not so actually, actually turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm actually, saying. It's actually not lazy, dude. That's just spiteful. Dude. Like, <laughs> like you did the work. You just yeah. didn't turn it on. Like you. I was, I was yeah. gonna ask Ben why plug it in. Right, you know, like, dude, I wasn't a fun. smart kid. I wasn't a smart kid. I'm not, I'm not lying. I, you know, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I thought, maybe I thought there was a way she could tell, like if there wasn't like little rope marks on the carpet, like she would know that I wasn't actually moving it. I don't. Know. <laughs> the snaky rope marks. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was the it was the early 2000s. Vacuums were a whole different beast. You got vacuums that go by themselves now. You know what I mean? Roombas yeah, are a thing. Oh no, dude! I was the Roomba. <laughs> Yeah, you know. First off, that's true, and it still scares me that that we're on one day closer to Judgment Day because the vacuums are doing <laughs> Tur- 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 oh Tur- But oh but God. also, um, dude, like the vacuum set that we the Gonz- the, the Gonzaleses had had water in it, and yeah. to it this like, day, yes. Why? Was why? it a because steam after, vacuum? After was it like a steamer? Do you know? So, after, <laughs> so there was a water reservoir that would wheel around with the vacuum. And the water reservoir would be like the dirt bag 
that most normal houses would have. So after any time you'd vacuum, you would need to pick up sludge of, of whatever it was that was on your carpet. And it cat was, hair, it was, dog hair for you it, guys. I would gag, dude. It was the it was disgusting. Like I and then when dad would do it, like I would just see him just scooping it and just flip, flip, flip. I'm just like, oh <laughs> it was like dirty, it was dirty jobs with Mike Rowe, but cleaning out the, the Gonzalez vacuum sludge. <laughs> the vacuum sludge, dude. It's un- indescribable oh why why we would invest that route. Versus somebody must have tossed it, and we were just like, "Oh, here we go, free back." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I blocked that out of my memory. But oh, you're yes, the vacuum with the water, <laughs> so gross, dude. You'd be like, "You guys got a vacuum?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." Like I'll just sweep real hard on the carpet. That's fine, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the same thing. It's almost like it's, it was tempting just to. Myself yeah, on the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Building my just do, system. Do some lines. Just <laughs> yeah. Just with straight, you know, That's shoe right. shoe residue and leaf crumbs and, and oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah that, and and we uh we always went outside and played outside. So that thing must have been like been horribly disgusting. So often. Terrible. I don't. I don't understand it. I still. I wish I we can find out like the company that produced that vacuum just so we can write them an email or they probably are, haven't even caught up to the email stage. We need to write a letter <laughs> or a fax, maybe. Someone's got stamps. Like, anybody got anybody got stamps? We can stick on. Just a quick, yeah, just they'll open it up. Be like, oh, we've got we've got some mail, and then it'll just be a letter. Literally, just why? Question mark. And that's it. No return. And they'll address, know. Nothing. They'll oh, yeah, they'll, they'll know. know. Hopefully, if they take out enough for like a ad time on TV <laughs> to answer these questions that we. Uh, so we went we went over Ben talking about Pokemon. Yep. Ben talking about uh fake vacuuming but plugging in the thing. <laughs> Remarkable. And then Love our dis- our disgusting water vacuum. Water vacuum. That's how you do it, baby. Water Not to be mistaken with water burger. Water vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Way this, this this episode could be titled Water Vacuum. Water yeah. Vacuum. I think it should be. Yeah. It's good. Maybe I think not. that's a good one. Dan will be confused. He'll be like, what happened? Ooh. Ooh. They, we literally replaced Dan with a water vacuum. <laughs> no. We'll listen just, to, we'll, the t- we'll listen to the take. We're gonna start. Go we're gonna we're gonna fill it up with water. We're gonna do everything. And we're gonna plug it in and we're just gonna leave it. We're not even gonna turn it on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's what that's, that'll take Dan seat for, for that's, a while. That's, that's how you do it. I'm telling you. Oh next time, next time uh, your significant other tells you to vacuum, guys, just plug it in and pretend. It makes time go by <laughs> so much quicker. Plug it in and pretend, dude. Because I then do you not, do a, you no. you do a bad enough job that she then no. doesn't ask you to do it again, and then no. you don't have to. Like never no marriage tips. No. That is a, not a marriage tip. <laughs> that's a divorce tip. Yeah. Dude, that's that's like just don't let my wife hear this part. That's like them yeah. asking you to like clean the window. You go like getting the Windex and the paper towel, rubbing the paper towel on the window and not but because you didn't spray it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's still dirty and now it just has paper towel marks on <laughs> it. Just smudgy. Yeah. You but, just moved but, the dirt around. But it's got the smudges. So uh-huh. it looks like you tried. Yeah, dude, that's great. We should have done that at the country club. 
just <laughs> rub see paper if, towel on, on the mirror. See if, see if Chuck noticed it's just the vacuum lines, but no actual just still <laughs> dirt and grass all over everything. There's still like chunks of the fairway on the, on the carpet. Dude, I still vacuum like that, though. Like, my vacuum yeah. has to have the and same. The little triangles. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Thanks, Charles. Yeah. Shout out, Chuck, wherever you are. Charlie, my favorite. Ah, oh, man. I'm glad I, I was only there for a summer. <laughs> what a summer it was, though, huh? And what a summer. Yeah. Wait, Dale, yeah, so no, I don't know if Dave told you. Side note, real quick, Jake, sorry. He saw Mr. Manning. Another side note. Yeah, he saw Mr. Manning the other day. In oh, wow. He's still kicking. Yeah. I was My like, man. Dave's like, he looks the exact same. And I was like, all right, that sounds about right. That's awesome. But anyways, go ahead. I know it's Dale. the cigarettes that keep him young. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. Everyone thinks you got to eat healthy, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, exercise. Nah. nah. Mr. Manning proves otherwise. Jake, go ahead. Nah. <laughs> no, I mean, take it away. We're just, this is a side note episode. So, yeah. that's, that's what the else? title. Side note. Yes. Side note, we're going to talk for most of this about vacuums and main, not main clean. note, <laughs> big note. It's exciting baseball back. Let's just be happy about that. Yeah. You know, no. I think, Ben, uh, you responded to this, but this is uh, going to be our third base topic, is there's a couple new options to watch baseball, either on TV or streaming. Ben, did you respond saying you watch Friday Night Baseball? I did not, no. So Friday night, mm. I don't know what I was doing, but I know that it was a thing. I don't even think I have Apple Plus. Like, I'm sure, because yeah. Well, yeah. we have iPhones, so I'm sure I have it available. I just, I never looked into it. Like, when it first came out, there wasn't anything I was streaming on Apple Plus or whatever, so I never yeah. got it. And then, you know, now that baseball's around, I completely forgot it was even there. But for me, so, because I don't have traditional cable, I do yeah. uh, whatever games on Amazon Prime for free. And then nice. um, McNeil was trying to get me his MLB TV login. So I was gonna mm. hopefully get that and then try uh, watching games that way. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have Apple TV Plus through. Uh, again, I feel like we're disclosing that we're using someone else's stuff. I was I'm not sure if that's even a problem. <clears throat> uh, my in-laws had Apple TV Plus, so I watch. I watched uh, both Friday Night Baseball games. Uh, like half and half. Um, and I'm going to say this, uh, that listening to the, it was like half personalities and half actual reporters. So it was, it was actually fun to listen to and watch. So that's cool. And, and, and that's a, and actually a good change for baseball. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you need to have more fun personalities to make the game more fun, you know? Yeah. So I, I watched uh, the late Friday night baseball game was the Astros at the LA Angels. And there was a MLB network play by play, Katie Nolan, Hunter Pence, and a sideline reporter. It was by far the most fun I've had. On the flip, now on the flip side of that, 
the least fun I've had watching baseball was watching the new K-Rod show. Hmm. Hmm. Did you guys... All right, I'm going to guess you didn't watch it, but did you guys even see anything on Twitter about this? No, what day was it? Was it Friday, Saturday? No, no, it was uh, le- it was yes, it was Sunday night baseball. Mm. I don't know what. No, we were. Uh, I had dinner with my in laws, so no, I didn't. Oh. I wasn't All right, well, count yourself lucky. Apparently, on not only did I, I, I bear through like three innings of it, but then uh, all over Twitter, and they were actually showing these tweets during the game. They were getting roasted. <laughs> Erod and Michael K were getting roasted so much, and they put it on TV for them to read. Jeez. Remember, I said this in the beginning. I didn't think Arod was personable enough to make that an interesting watch. And so I was, you know, thinking. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to be fun or enjoyable. And sure enough, you know, Overall, everything, you're, everything you're saying, it sounds like, you know, it wasn't any of those things. I, I, I will say one positive and then I'll keep going. The one positive is that if you're genuinely a baseball, just solely a baseball fan, like uh, an actual like hardcore fan, I think you'll like it somewhat but if you're looking to have fun if you're looking for laughs and all not even the kid i would i will openly say this the one time i've watched the second inning through the fifth and it was by far like it was it was so easy it's so easy for me to now say it I don't ever want to watch it again. Really? Definitely. It's epic. But so, so when I watched, um, I had missed apparently David Ortiz was their first guest. But then the second and second inning, there was no guest. Third inning, there was, they introduced Roger Clemens. Hmm. So they have Alex Rodriguez. And Roger Clemens, both with allegations of steroids, and they asked them point blank about this. It was so weird. Uncomfortable. It was like, it was like, am I watching sixty minutes or am I trying to have fun watching baseball? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that would be something like outside the lines type. You know, like when ESPN goes serious and they do like serious topics on, on stories and all that. It's definitely, it seems like the wrong, if you're trying to wrong introduce setting. kids or yeah, you're trying to get someone into baseball, but it's not into baseball, reliving, and, and it's not like you shouldn't talk about it, obviously, that's not what I'm saying, but right. it's like right. having these guys up there and nobody knows who they are, they're not talking about fun stuff, they're not, you know, it, it, I could see how that would be a bore. I mean, and you said it yourself, you're a diehard baseball fan, you didn't even enjoy it, so I can't imagine a casual fan being able to sit and watch uh, and enjoy it. But I did remember two stories from opening day I want to tell you real quick. Mm. Dallas already knows one of them, and I'll tell you real quick um, off the air because it's wild. But the story I can tell 
is Hesu and I are walking down towards Wrigley, like uh, center field where they knew, or no, uh, behind home plate where they put that whole new little like outside like area. Um, And Cliff Floyd comes walking out of a building after he just finished filming something for, I'm guessing MLB TV or whatever, because that's who he works with. And he came swinging out of the, uh, the building next to him or next to me. And I was like, huh, that's Cliff Floyd. Was cool. And I, I didn't even I didn't want to bother him and be like, hey, I know you like stop him in the right. middle of the street because right. there's people behind me and then they see it and, and then it becomes a whole thing. But I was just like, oh, that's really cool. So years ago, years and years ago, we were at a Portillo's, right? Me, Dan, our family. We're at a Portillo's and Dan and I are like next in line to order. And I kind of just like look behind me and I recognize this dude. So I look at Dan and I go, that's Mark Burley. He's standing like four, like a foot and a half behind us, like right there. And he goes, no, it's not. You're an idiot. And he didn't even, he didn't even <laughs> turn around and look. He just said, no, it's not. That's I could have been like, dude, that's the Pope. He could have been in the Pope mobile with 50 dudes around him. Dan would have been like, no, it's not. No, no. I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, that's Mark Burley. So whatever. He ends up sitting down. We have our dinner. And I'm going to throw Viviana under the bus because she's a little weirdo. But after he left, like he left his garbage on the table, she ran and stole his cup. So in our house, on a hundred and, you know, one, you know where it was. Um, he, we had on our, like we had like this little bookcase that had White Sox memorabilia in it. Mark Burley's cup and straw was in that little memorabilia case. Why? Oh, yeah. Creepy. Oh, that's really creepy, what I'm guys. saying. And I was a Cubs fan at that point, so I, or I was nearing, and I think that might have been what pushed me over the edge. Sick, you guys are a bunch of sick freaks over here. I'm out. Bunch of weirdos. Have you guys any head uh, outside of the club? Because I know we all kind of met some athletes at the club. Did you guys have? Have you guys had any celebrity encounters like that outside of? Bumped into Frank Thomas in an elevator. Dude, that must have been the biggest elevator because he is a huge man. Check this out. And it was, I felt like I was crazy, right? So we're, I'm in Peoria, Field, and um, we're getting ready to go out, you know, for the night. And um, so we all, like, I meet up with everybody on the floor. We were you already are, lubricated at this point? Could it have not already, been Frank Thomas? Ready to go. Actually, no, we walked in from the <laughs> lobby. We were going up to our room. And um, so we get in the elevator, and this dude walks up and gets in. And I'm like, and this dude is like towering over me. And I'm and he's 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 beef. And um, I'm looking at him. And I'm like, I was like, yo, I was like this dude looks really familiar. And then I was like, oh my god, and I was like, that's the hurt right there. But nobody else, nobody else recognized him. So right, like, so he get like, so the elevator stops before our floor. So I assume it's his. And so he, so before he gets off, I'm like, hey man, uh, it's nice to meet you. And he just goes, thank you. And he just like we shook hands. And he walked off. How and big was his hand? Dude, golfed. Just a baseball mitt. Just yes. took mine in. And um, <laughs> so. You ripped his arm off. Dude, the doors closed. And I, I turned to, to my buddy next to him. I was like, you know who that was? Like, and he's like, no. And I'm like, that's Frank Thomas. He goes, who is that? And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, <laughs> that was Frank Thomas. He was in the same elevator as us. He stood right next to us. This is like pre-COVID and stuff. So like no one's wearing masks. It was super easy to identify this man. And um, it's just it just blew my mind. I was like in Peoria, Illinois, uh, yeah, all places. What yeah. are you doing? Uh, so um, 
I found out that there was like some baseball tournament going on and like they had him as like the guest or something like that. So um oh, cool, cool. It just blew me away <clears throat> like out of nowhere at some holiday in uh, at St. <laughs> Thomas. Wow. Dude, that's like when we got Lou Brock's autograph. Remember when he he did something park. yeah with yeah. Rachel. Like Rachel had a softball yeah. tournament. Yeah. He was the guest for that. Yeah. I remember his uh fingernails look like dinosaur nails. <laughs> That's the only thing I took away. He had big hands for being not a big dude, right? But I was also younger, so maybe his hands were more normal size. But right, yeah. I mean, I, well, I wasn't that much younger because we drove back, so we had to have been at least 16, 17 at the time. That's really half. That's half your lifetime ago, dude. Yeah, but I don't, how big do your hands get? Or in sixteen years. Like, they're ours. Like well, our hands have probably haven't grown since then. Maybe Jake. What about yeah. you? Have you ever met any? Uh, <laughs> have you ever met any athletes or any any celebrities or or fun people? I don't know. Why don't we get back to talk about hand size? That'd be hey, Kenny Pickett in the NFL. That's it. That was a huge story for weeks. So they said his this his hand has he had the smallest hand size in the NFL at eight inches, and that's I eight was, inches I, like thumb to pinky. I know you're kidding, but now I'm already on I, it. I was. So he, he started <laughs> doing hand stretches to make his hand bigger. <laughs> And it went up an eighth of an inch. So his his hands are eight and one eighths inch now. Okay, so, cool. I just I just caught you up. Cool. Wow, if I just did that too much. Hey, don't bro. be hating, because this man's hands grew. You got big hands, bro. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh I do not remember meeting anyone. Maybe I have, but <clears throat> No, I don't think so. I mean, did you do you remember meeting anyone at the club? I don't think because so. Was, we always had like Misericordia, which Fisk was always there, so it was cool seeing him there. Um, I don't think so. I remember I on Mikey's know. first Mikey's first day, we met Ku uh, Coach, and he hmm. had a he had a duck to get into the shoe room. So he yeah. he was you know, obviously he's like six foot ten, so he had to like swoop down, and I think he tipped us five bucks. So straight, let's go. That's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a millionaire athlete. It could have been more than five dollars, but whatever. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Eat the rich. That's all I'm saying. Eat all the right, rich. Wow. Y'all mm. remember Bakuko? Yeah. Chuck said he was a booger picker, <laughs> and he flipped it. He was sitting in those those big. He was a flicker, and apparently, yeah, he picks his nose, and he flicks his boogers, dude. So, Whatever. so, so, Blinded. as a pike as a podcast, we're saying NBA me. Hall of Famer Tony <laughs> Kukoc. Two things: he's cheap and he picks his boogers. Hey, yeah. that's what that's what Chuck Schreiner says, not Dallas Gonzalez. <laughs> no, I mean you're saying that. Our sources no. indicate. Our sources indicate that. Chuck Schreiner as our <laughs> inside source. Charlie's trying to. I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> the last thing I briefly want to just <clears throat> mention and talk about, because it's important, is that this Friday, <clears throat> April 15th, will be the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier and the Brooklyn Dodgers. So this is the 70, again, the 75th anniversary and again, it's coming up just this Friday, April 15th. So very quickly, I just uh, I want you guys to, I don't know who wants to take it or if both you want to say something. But um, how important 
was Jackie Robinson coming into the to baseball? How important was that? Jackie Robinson's my favorite player ever. Um, mm. So I remember, I don't know what it was, but at a very young age, I remember being drawn to three people, right? And obviously you'll, you'll kind of pick up on the similarities between the three, but it was Abraham Lincoln. I was fascinated with Abraham Lincoln. I think it was like a pride thing. He's from Illinois, you know, whatever. Plus he did an amazing thing for people. Um, yeah. One was Martin Luther King Jr. Again, an amazing person who went out of his way and lived his entire life at the service of others. And then Jackie Robinson was the third. Hmm. One, I mean, he had to endure so much, so much hate, so much, so much vitriol from people. And all he wanted to do was play baseball and provide a life for people. You know, he ended up being this martyr for this greater cause. And it, it took, you know, probably years off of his career and years off of his life as well, the stuff that he had to go through both physically and mentally. Um, so he's always been the kind of person that I've like been drawn to. Um, the year that we coached uh, 13 year olds back in the day, like we weren't 13 year olds, but we coached a group of 13 year olds. I purposely Correct. picked uh, number 42 <laughs> that year for that exact reason. Um, I think it's the coolest thing in the world that every MLB team has that number retired. Um, you know, it's a small step because MLB, you can look at the entire history of the league up until the point where Jackie Robinson made his debut and it's, it's terrible and it's disgusting, you know, but at the same time you look at, um, Robinson coming in and without him, you don't get the heavy influx of Latin players. You don't get Roberto Clemente who then opens that door and kicks it down and, and, Baseball is forever changed by the Latin ball player, um, and then you know the the Asian population, the Asian ball players, they don't get a chance if you know the Hispanic players and the black players before them didn't get a chance. You know what I mean? So he was such a barrier breaker in, in a literal sense, and in you know a sense of like the breaking down color barriers and doing all that stuff. That sounds so cliche, but it's so true. You know, we take advantage. You know, we look at it as like this weird thing now. But it's so very true that he really was the first to really, you know, tackle that at, at a, such a big level. And obviously, Branch Rickey is super important and all that as well. So Jackie Robinson will always have a, uh, a sweet spot in my heart. And he's probably, like I said, my favorite player ever. Not statistically or anything like that, but just, you know, all in all, everything, the whole story, his numbers, he's my, he's my favorite. Yeah, you know... <clears throat> Actually, <clears throat> one you know, uh, kind of cool guest. I've heard him speak before, but um, I'm going to forget his name so that I can tell you something uh, how bad I am on this still is that uh, they had the president of the Negro League, Negro League Baseball Museum, uh, the president, the current president, uh, he was on the K-Rod show talking about Jackie Robinson Day and what he claimed, and I, I believe this to be true if you think about the timing, is that Jackie Robinson entering baseball as the first non-white player was the, the spark that kind of lit the civil rights movement that led to uh, you know uh Really, any sort of minority uh, uh, rights 
um, kind of came from his simple act of not fighting back and not responding to hatred with hatred. He responded to the hatred by pursuing to get better and be. And again, let's not forget that he was good. Yeah, it wasn't that he just like sat the Jack Robinson just endured all this stuff, but he endured it, and that also was very good. Yeah. So, so the idea that you can thrive under that much scrutiny, that much hatred, that much pressure, I think is. Uh, uh, essential to any sort of bravery that we should be condoning. And I think for baseball to have that day, I think it's it's good for baseball. It's good for players. Every player will be wearing 42 on that day. They'll have no name in the back of their jersey on purpose. Every year, there's a Jackie Robinson Award winner. I think that's also really important, too. The Rookie of the Year Uh, is named after Jackie Robinson. Right. Yeah, yeah, because he so. was the first rookie of the year. Yep. So it's so much of baseball has been shaped by him, but especially, and I said this, especially for America, not saying anywhere else, but for America, his presence and his role changed a lot. I mean, the fact that three Latinos can talk about baseball, at, like growing up playing it, and now we get to talk about other Latinos and minorities being able to thrive in baseball in, in society is credit to his act, his life. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, he he left Brooklyn before they moved or he left the Dodgers before they moved to L.A. Um, yeah. So, he ne- we, you know, they never got to see him in, on the West Coast like that. But it. Dude, I mean, it was just a short time after that, like Campanella joins him on the Dodgers, and then there's this massive influx and massive rush of, you know, Latin players, or black players, and then, of course, Latin players shortly after that. I mean, it's, it was just, it's so amazing. And if I've always, I you know, I've talked about it before, and I don't know if you guys have seen it or, or have access to it, but the uh, baseball documentary made by Ken Burns. So he breaks it up in innings, right? So it's like, the top of the first is like the creation of the sport. Bottom of the first is like the, you know what I mean? So like, I think it's the entire third inning top and bottom is spent on Jackie and then the Negro leagues as a whole. I mean, it's, it's mentioned before in the other innings and stuff, but it's really great. And then he also made another Jackie Robinson specific documentary for PBS that's available as well. Um, That goes into like a more in-depth story of him and his like personal life and his wife and like their life and, and his wife is still alive to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his children are still alive so they can you know, tell stories of what it was like living in the household of somebody who was so revered and also so hatred or hated at the same time, you know, what that yeah. had to have been like for them. And it's, it's definitely worth a watch if anybody's interested, both of those uh, documentaries do a great job of, of covering the men. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we should, uh, recommend that just even if even if you know story even if you as ben talked about the documentaries and the stories that you hear throughout your life sitting down and also watching chadwick boseman play him in 42 yeah. there'd be i think mm-hmm. something that we can say maybe you should watch it this weekend you know it's a good movie too, if, you have, if you have time watch it so 
the last thing I'll say about it is that, again, when I was in Toronto, Toronto, I got to go to their shop, and I got to, I, I mean, if you guys know me, I love hats, like hats are my thing. Mainly, I just mainly wear Cubs hats because I want to support my team and whatnot, but I got a Toronto hat for being there. But the main reason I got this hat was for this. Oh look at that! Yeah, it, oh, it has cool. it has the forty two patch on it, and I want to remember yeah, nice. where where was that the year of the seventy fifth anniversary. So that's cool. So that's why I got this hat. So I think it's just really important for us to remember, acknowledge even on this podcast. I know we'll acknowledge it on Instagram and uh, everywhere else. Um, but yeah. So also also. The Dodgers, the team he played for, he, he their team will be playing on Friday night baseball. The I think it's nine o'clock central, so it's pretty late. But Dodgers will be on national TV as well. Where are they playing? Super, the Reds. Oh, good. I was gonna say they should give them a cupcake game. You know. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, give them the Reds. Give them the Pirates. Apparently, give them the Brewers. Anybody but the Cubs, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Reds got some wins against uh, Atlanta, so and they got Hunter Green throw over a hundred. So, dude, did you see? So fun. it was college. There's a kid on uh, Tennessee, Ben Joyce. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he threw back to back 104 mile an hour pitches. Mm. Only two other players have ever done that, and that was, I think, Chapman and Jordan Hicks. <clears throat> That's insane. Ugh, man. If I so Dave and I were talking about it, and he was like, "If I'm that kid, I'm quitting now, like leaving the season." Everybody's seen what I got. Like that's I'm just chucking cheese. Like I'm getting up there, and I'm just pumping, pumping Chet, right? Senor so, cheese. Yeah, just go get Tommy John now, which you know you're gonna need, and then leave now so that you save your arm. Go get the Tommy John band. You come back, start the next season. Drafted. Ready to rock. That's disgusting. <laughs> Guys, can, I mean, so, throw so hard. 104 is insane. I've never driven a car that fast, I don't think. No. No, I'm a student. I, if anything, I'm a grandpa driver. I, I go 75 at the most on the highway. People I do go not fi- like drive. Five over, and that's it. Okay, there you go. And then Dallas, what do you go? Fast. Look welcome at him. To, Dallas goes, welcome to the family. F10. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dallas, would you still have a Tokyo Drift car right now if you could? I want spoilers. Nah, nah, I, just, I just want a truck, man. <laughs> Why? Curious. What are you carrying? Honestly, dude. <laughs> you know, it, it seems weird. Can't... He's carrying his baggage. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. The emotional baggage. Only, you might need a semi for that, brother. It's only when you guys need a truck, you're like, oh, I wish I could. Wish you had somebody with a truck. Okay, but what I'm saying I is like, it's, weird. it's weird if a dentist oh, yeah. owns a pickup truck. So somebody has to have the truck, right? Yeah, in, the fi- in the family. In the family. Right. <laughs> no, but like, like if a dentist has a pickup truck, it's like, bro, what are you putting back there? Teeth? Maybe. Bodies, that's what I'm saying. Can you, imagine, like, can you imagine boxes of teeth, bro? Do you know how yes. many how many teeth no. do you think it would take to fill the bed of a truck? 
It's got to be a million. What do you think? Dude, probably more than that. One million teeth. How many How many teeth do we have in our mouth? Like 24 are at we, the moment? Look, are we talking like... Third, we have 30. 30, okay. Teeth, like little I have less teeth than you, Jake. Like, which which yeah, teeth I'm, are we talking about? So you guys had you guys had good teeth growing up. Remember, I had to get braces, and I had braces on my teeth for eons. I was no, showing. I was, uh, I, was Diana, I was supposed to get braces when I was in high school, and then I just didn't. It was probably because it was expensive. Yeah, yes. money money for us was never, you know, it was an never easy available. Thing. That's why I had braces on my teeth and not an orthodontist for. A decade, <laughs> like they were just on my teeth, not getting tightened, not doing anything. Just, <laughs> just. So I it. used to, I used to take photos like this, yeah. just so the shininess of the braces looked like I had a grill, like Paul Wall. That is an honest to god joke. The last family portrait, I'm behind my, I'm behind, I'm like in the middle, right? So Dan, then me, then Viviana, and I'm just like, like, just so it looked like I had a grill. People were catching a cold from. When you took that deep breath. Oh Great gosh. song. <laughs> terrible song. That or Air Force Ones, which is a better song? Air Force Ones was What about banging in my white teeth? Slanging in my white teeth. Nobody knows how, any word of any part of like a, a verse. How about wing with a rock with it? Oh, now that's, yeah, that's a... That's a that's going to be played on the oldies stations. And Who was them franchise boys? What what song did they have? Them franchise boys. Who had Laffy Taffy? That's D4L. Jeez, you know so <laughs> many of those terrible rap groups from the from 2000 to 2010. Yeah, on the way back up, um, or the way back down from Illinois, I was jamming to early 2000s hip hop, and I didn't realize how all they talked about was fighting people slash killing people. <laughs> Talking about women terribly, and yeah. then talking about their whips. Dude, and the best Those thing is, we were things. twelve years old at the bus stop, yeah. rapping along with them, at word for Dude. word, baby. Word, not word not every word though. By ludicrous. Not every word. Lyrics was just about messing people up too. Yes, I mean, Dude. I mean, the one song that captures it is "Nuck If You Buck." <laughs> yeah, what? that's exactly right. No, no, you go, 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 go. Go. All right, dude. So I still, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, Ben. One, we have another. Keep going. Yeah, on the side I of. have word for word. I can remember every single lyric to "Get Rich or Die Trying." Yeah, oh, it's it's fantastic, dude. It's still an absolute like front to back. If I'm taking a car, like I used to drive up from Springfield, it's like three and a half, four hour drive. I would plan it out so that I had like two Menzingers albums which are each about an hour long. So that's like, bam, that's half the trip gone. And then guaranteed one was Get Rich or Die Trying, which is an hour. And then just a mix of whatever for the last hour. But I had to have Get Rich or Die Trying on the on my any any long car ride because I know it's every lyric album. to every song on that entire album. Best song from that best song from the album. Patiently waiting. Patiently waiting is absolutely 100%. right. But yeah. Many Men is hilarious, and it kind of came back around when Trump had COVID. There was a yeah. tweet that came out. It was like Many Men. It was the song playing in the background when he got off the helicopter at uh, at the hospital. No way. Yeah, dude. He you should find it. It's, no, he wasn't. Somebody made a tweet playing oh. the song in the background. 
Dude, if, 50, if, if Trump started playing a 50 Cent song, I would think the world was literally coming to an end at that point. No, man, that's when I was, that's actually when, when I was under the impression for about three seconds. I was like, okay. <laughs> Manny, okay. man. All right, so why don't, we, why don't we end by just uh, having quick takes of the week. And uh, Ben, why don't you start us off? A Chicago sports team. What is your take of this week? Uh, so the Bulls, I've been talking about them since we started, basically as much as I could. And ever since, they've been terrible. Um, so now this is the last step. They're going to get swept in the playoffs. They play the Bucks in the first round. So we'll lose four straight, and you know they'll have an early summer. But <laughs> Lonzo will be back next year. You know, uh, hopefully we make some good moves in the off season, and you know we we tighten it up. But you know it'll be uh, it'll be a short couple weeks here for the Bulls, four games, and then then you won't have to hear any more Bulls talk until the next season. And Dallas, what's your take the week? Just excited for the Cubs to be back, baby. 97 wins, right, Benny? Boom. Boom. No more, no less. No more, no less. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, check back in on that. Pretty, <laughs> I'm sure pretty soon that will not be realistic. We'll check in on that one. <laughs> what do you think, by middle of May, when they're in fourth place and they've won 10 games at that point? <laughs> no, I mean, they haven't won anymore. They're, they're 10 and 37, and we're like, okay, maybe uh, they're just going to go on an 87-game win streak. It's fine. <laughs> It's been Not done before. Out. Look at the look at the Indian or the Guardians last year and the, or the A's yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, now my uh, my take of the week is, I mean, yeah, the the easiest answer is the Cubs. I'm excited for honestly. I'm mainly excited for people to actually watch the Cubs for Sia Suzuki. Yeah, I'm excited for them to get some exposure, get some be on some national TV occasionally. Yeah. They'd be fun. So that's uh, it's the easiest take of the week is that on opening weekend, I'll pick the Cubs. So yeah. there you go. And that's going to wrap up episode 17 of the On Family Base podcast. Again, my name is Jake. I'm Tallywell. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I'm Ben, and uh, shout out Dan, we miss you. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> R.I.P. <gonna> be... <laughs> yes, exactly. He yeah. is not dead. <laughs> Still, I mean, we tried after this weekend on Saturday. We put enough beer in him to take down a good number of people, oh, and he, oh, he, he was standing. He was standing. He was. I'm glad he's, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He's very so much again, alive. yeah, he's very and much slow. alive, and we're going to be coming back next week. If you guys uh, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, and also check out the Facebook page, our Instagram and Twitter handles are Family Bases, like the actual baseball bases pod, Family Base Pod. Check us out there. Also, we post clips on TikTok. So if you guys hey, are tick TikTokers, we're gonna do a dance video next time we're all together. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys with our shirts definitely... off. All right, that's no, I'm not committing. Just pants. Just pants. <laughs> no, you're gonna go Winnie the Pooh. 
Shirts on, pants on. Shirts on, pants on. Right. Right. Yeah, so, you know, look for that. Have fun looking, waiting for that. Yeah. On the 12th <laughs> of never. There we go. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. On the Bye. 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 Bye.